Welcome back to another episode of The Silent Battle. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. I'm very excited for this segment today. Again, I am your host, Erica Honeycutt, and today I will be interviewing Jocelyn Washington. Jocelyn is from Houston, Texas, and she has nonspecific interstitial pneumonia, NSIP. She has been battling NSIP since April of last year. Today, she is going to share her raw and candid story about her journey with NSIP and how she manages her symptoms. Also, she will give us some tips, if she has any, on what may help you all out there to live life more easily as we battle our autoimmune diseases. Let's get started. Welcome, Jocelyn. Thank you for being part of the Silent Battle podcast today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Jocelyn, can you again tell our listeners the name of your autoimmune disease and share your story with us regarding when this rare autoimmune disease showed up in your life? Um, first of all, my autoimmune disease is NSIP. It's nonspecific interstitial pneumonia. Um, actually, I think I had it uh, a lot longer than uh, I could even imagine, maybe around 2015 what I thought was worse than asthma symptoms. Mm-hmm. But uh, last year in January of 2021, uh, I got COVID pneumonia, uh, had it for four months. In April, I was diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis by a pulmonologist, mm-hmm. after which I saw a second opinion. And that's when I found out that it was NSIP. I was diagnosed at that time with NSIP from a, a critical care pulmonologist and transplant doctor. What symptoms did you have in the beginning before you were diagnosed with NSIP? Uh, it seemed like I, I was getting weaker, I having sweats uh, because I would uh, be short of breath. Mm-hmm. I was still working at the time. So as I was working doing patients, I found out that uh, I didn't realize my uh, oxygen level was dropping but I was sweating, I was getting tired and out of breath uh, before I could finish my task. Uh, Walking distances, I began to park closer Mm -hmm. to the store or closer to the building uh, so I wouldn't have to walk as far because I was uh, getting breathless. Yes, I completely understand that. As you know, you know, we've talked and I have NSIP as well. And a lot of what you're saying is so familiar. Um, I know that when I first got sick, I would start having trouble just carrying in groceries or or going to the mailbox. And like you said, parking, having to park closer and closer when I was at work. And, you know, just it just seems it just seemed like I I just was getting more and more short of breath out of nowhere. Has it been hard for you? to adjust to taking the medications prescribed for NSIP? Oh, yes. Um, the medications are really uh, kind of, I can't, I wouldn't say harsh, but uh, these medications are very strong. Yes. But um, to me, the benefits outweigh the risk. Uh, Absolutely. I've been on OFAB and CELSEP for about five, right at six months. Mm-hmm. I'm still experiencing side effects which most people only have side effects for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But um, I happen to be one that is still experiencing some of the nasty side effects, which is the diarrhea, uh, 
uh, nausea, mm-hmm. I have no appetite. Um, and so uh, that has made it very challenging for me to stay on the medication. But uh, I have had no progression in the six months that I've been on the OVAP. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives me a determination to kind of keep pushing. And uh, I feel like the benefit outweighs the risk. I don't mind if I'm going to be sick anyway. If this is going to help me, then uh, I choose to continue taking it. Absolutely. Uh, as long as uh, I'm still stable. Yes, yes. And the main thing is just getting you stable. Um, yes. Now, also, how else do you manage your symptoms of NSIP now? Uh, I take uh, prednisone along with the cell cell genofeb. I'm on inhalers. I take Trilogy, uh, albuterol. I also take a nebulizer treatment. Uh Uh, I just recently, um, two weeks ago, uh, started a CPAP machine at night that uh, is known to help, yes. uh, especially when I'm sleeping, I'm going to be taking it along with my oxygen, uh-huh. uh, so for the side effects of the nausea, uh, they give me a modium for the diarrhea to kind of give myself a break, yes. sometimes the, not, the diarrhea is back to back, you know, for days, Right. and then I'm taking Alpha so long for anxiety, which is a big uh, thing that you have to deal with with NSIP. Yes, you definitely have to, you know, um, keep your anxiety under control because, you know, it was, and like you said, especially with a disease like NSIP, because it's so easy to get anxious now having that disease. Yes. I, I completely understand. Yes, that is so true. Um, do you do any type of uh, physical exercise now to help? Yes, I was taking, um, uh, I was going to the Breathing Center of Houston mm-hmm. where I was getting pulmonary therapy. Yes. But I decided to come back home uh, to the country where I live. And uh, we don't have a pulmonologist here. It's a very small town. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to travel to Houston for lung therapy. But the lung therapy really helps. It keeps you going. Yes. It keeps your lungs from... Uh, getting stiff. And, it strengthens you know, them. Uh, it strengthens your, it, it, it's, it gives you endurance to be able to keep going. Yes, yes, and that's so important. So, you know, I, I want listeners to know out there with NSIP, if you can get into a pulmonary rehab, definitely do that because it will yes. help you a ton. Yes, that will save your life. Yes. Uh, How do you, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Without it, um, I had went a period without it, and uh-huh. I regressed. Um, I was back in bed, couldn't get out of bed, so I know for a fact that uh, pulmonary therapy, it really helps. Oh, yes, absolutely. How do you feel about the lack of information on NSIP? Um, I ask this because there isn't really a lot of information out there about NSIP because of how rare it is. I know you and I have talked about that a lot. Um, so, can you share with our listeners how you feel about that? Uh, it's really scary. Um, I thank God that uh, we crossed paths. Yes, me too. Before I met you, I had no idea what all I was dealing with, other than talking to my pulmonologists and transplant doctors. And uh, even though I trust them, I wanted to meet someone that was dealing with this same disease. 
that could tell me from a personal perspective, mm -hmm. you know, what to what to look for or what to do. Yes. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, with it being so rare, uh, I did a lot of self-research after speaking with you. Uh, I got involved with support groups on Facebook. Um, so I met other people that had pulmonary fibrosis and are the NSIP. Yes. Uh, I, I continue to research material online. I ask questions during my pulmonology visits. And, uh, you know, I also share with other people, you know, that I meet uh, when I go to my doctor visits that are in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, NSIP, I mean, it's scary. It really is, especially when you're first diagnosed. And the fact that it's so rare, you don't, I mean, I didn't know anyone with it, like you said. And, and um, I always wish that I could have been able to talk with someone that was going through the same thing that could relate to me because I, I just felt like I, I needed that. And so I always said, you know, I wanted to, now since I have this disease, devote my time to helping others with this disease, being a resource for other people with this disease, because it's, it's a scary, like I said, it's very scary having this and not having someone that you can go to and talk to and, and see how they're managing, you know, di living with this type of, type of disease. Yes, very true. That is so true. Before I met you, I was having a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, insomnia, because I was having a hard time dealing with the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know what to expect other than what my doctors told me. And uh, it was just, it was not an easy thing to wrap my head around. I've been a caregiver all my life. I've been in the medical field, but uh, to be diagnosed yourself with a life-threatening illness such as NSIP, yes. uh, it really um, knocked me off my feet. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect uh, to be so emotional yes. at, my, uh, at my visit uh, during my initial diagnosis. Yes. Uh, and so it, it's not easy, but uh, you know, just being there, meeting other people. Yes. Uh, that, uh, that, that made the difference when I talked to you and you shared uh, some things with me. Well, I'm so glad that you, you know, reached out to me and was searching, uh, you know, online and you found me. So I'm just, I'm just so yes. glad you did that. And so what challenges have you faced not only physically, but mentally, excuse me, mentally also since you were diagnosed with NSIP? I know that you said that, you know, um, you, you have some anxiety that you have to keep under control and so can you think of anything else mentally that you were that you um that it's that it's challenged you um oh, yes i've dealt with a lot of depression since my diagnosis uh not knowing from day to day how you're going to feel when you get up physically in the morning um you just never know i may get up feeling good and uh by the time i get up and start moving around uh i may you know, get breathless or uh, get weak, start sweating or just not feel good at all. Mm -hmm. uh, my eating pattern is horrible. Uh, so that has caused me to um, deal with some depression as well because I have no appetite 
due to the OVAM. Yes. So I'm just eating just for nutrition. Yes. Uh, mentally, uh, I'm trying to keep my spirits up by talking with my therapist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, connected to a prayer group. And, you know, my faith, it's keeping me going because without, without it, I wouldn't be able to do this. Absolutely. How has your family adjusted to you having NSIP? Um, most of my family have not adjusted. Um, uh, I have three children, mm-hmm. uh, uh, two daughters, uh, adult daughters, and a son. My son lives in Seattle, and so uh, he's pretty open, And uh, but he's, he's not open to the medication. He doesn't believe he's a naturalist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does not agree with me taking the OFAF, but... Um, you know, it's my journey. He, he does understand that. Right. So uh, I'm quite sure there are other people that have had to deal with family members that don't feel the same about them yes. uh, taking uh, the medications or some of the things that we take that we have to deal with the side effects, you know, the ugly side effects to it. Uh, right. The fact that I need a double lung transplant, uh, that does not uh, sit well with uh, in either of my three children. Right. Uh, uh, my siblings, um, they understand, but because it's not on the plate right now, yes, uh, I still have uh, have to get my weight down, mm-hmm. and so uh, the doctor is uh, asking that I get weight loss surgery, mm-hmm. uh, and that's on the table. I need to make a decision soon on that. But I've been so weak that it's hard for me to decide uh, if I can face that, you know, if I can deal with it uh, along with the depression. Right. So I've been putting off the appointment and uh, I'm going to go in June. I've decided to, uh, you know, take that leap of faith Mm -hmm. and uh, see what they can tell me. Uh, about the weight loss surgery uh, and getting myself prepared in case I need an emergency double lung transplant. Well, I'm, you know, I'm definitely glad that you're taking that leap. Um, And I definitely will be thinking about you and, um, you know, praying for you because I know that that is a huge decision. And so, but I don't, I mean, I don't feel that there's anything it could hurt for you to go and just, you know, do a consultation and and find out some information. Yes, that's true. Um, What do you think is most important for our listeners that are battling their autoimmune diseases to know? Uh, Well, I think um, to make sure that you have some type of support system. Yes. Please, you know, do not try to go through it by yourself. Uh, I don't feel like anybody should have to go through this alone. I live alone. Uh, I choose to live alone, but I have siblings here, and I have a great support system with my family, uh, three best friends, my church family. So, but you have to have someone that you can talk to, right? Uh, a chaplain or. You know, someone, a friend, someone you can vent to. It may not be someone that's uh, face-to-face. It may be someone over the phone, over the Internet, or whatever that you can talk to, Mm -hmm. just to vent and to 
get things out these groups on Facebook, yes. uh, NSIP, uh, the pulmonary fibrosis group, there's several of them, and uh, I go on there and comment and uh, share with them and listen to their what they're going through uh, during their days, and so it helps me. Uh, I need this support because without it, I would not be able to pull through, so I just would like to encourage everybody um, you know, I know we have this stigma about uh, therapy, but uh, uh, we're here. It's not something that's going to go away. It's something that we're going to have to learn to live with. Yes. So uh, uh, try therapy. Try finding someone. And even if the first therapist doesn't work for you, keep trying until you find someone that you're comfortable talking with so that you can be able to get uh, your feelings out, to make them known. Uh, and it will help your anxiety. It will help to uh, cut back on some of the uh, episodes of depression that we go through. Yes. Uh, and so uh, that's pretty much the thing that uh, I've had to do. Uh, I see a psychiatrist uh, for medication for my depression. Mm-hmm. And um, so it really helps. It really helps to, to have that support system. Absolutely. But I just, uh, you know, wouldn't want anybody to think that you could go it alone because it's definitely not. And another thing uh, I wanted to share yes. with uh, the listeners mm-hmm. is uh, something that I personally went through myself. Okay. Uh, I lost my husband in October of 2020, and I so was diagnosed shortly after my husband passed away. So going through uh, my disease, uh, process with NSIP and dealing with grief, it was like a boulder was dropped on me. Yes. And so I know that a lot of people right now are experiencing loss of loved ones due to the pandemic and different things and uh, us trying to deal with uh, the rareness of these diseases, these autoimmune diseases that we're dealing with along with grief can be very challenging. Absolutely. So, uh, I recommend you, anyone dealing with this type of grief or dealing with uh, NSIP along with grief to find someone that you can talk with, you know. Yes. Uh, because uh, it takes a support system along with your faith to get through it. You cannot get through it by yourself. No. You know, this combination can, all, it can actually um, be... Um, the bridge between you getting better or getting worse. Yes. Uh, sort of like, you know, yes. um, so to speak. So it can throw you under the bus really quick. Yes. So, uh, you want to get help as soon as you can or begin to talk with someone as soon as you can about your grief, about your feelings and dealing with your disease and battling the, uh, the uh, grief because I am still battling the grief of the loss of my husband mm-hmm. along with my disease and some days it's overwhelming. Uh, I spent uh, the entire night last night sitting up battling in my mind uh, uh, whether I was going to deal with the fact that my husband actually is gone and mm-hmm. how do I deal with that while I deal with uh, my disease. Mm-hmm. And believe me, it is not easy. It kept me up all night. So um, 
as soon as I finish uh, my day, I'm going to make sure that I follow up with my therapist so that I can vent and uh, get some of this heaviness off of me because I don't want to carry it around too long because it affects our body and it affects our breathing, the anxiety it does. that comes with it. It, it does. affects our breathing, you know, it causes us to get short of breath and we're not able to do as much. We get weak in our body. Yes. We uh, have more fatigue than normal. So um, I just want you to know we're not in this alone. No. We have each other. And um, just, uh, I'd like to thank you, Erica, for inviting me to oh, a Solid so welcome. podcast because um, it has definitely been a blessing to me. And I hope that I've said something to be able to help others that are dealing with the same. Well, Jocelyn, you're so welcome. You know, again, I appreciate you so much for coming on here today with me and allowing me to interview interview you. You've been just such a pleasure to talk with. And, you know, I know this interview really educated and helped a lot of listeners out there. Thank you. I hope that helps because uh, I know it has been, it's been very challenging for me. And, um, I thank God for you, uh, him allowing us to cross paths. Me too. And then uh, uh, reading your book, also it helped me. Uh, I just happened to be researching and going through, and uh, I saw your book came up, and I reached out uh, to you, and uh, I was so thankful, you know, grateful that you responded back. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I want to let everybody know it's just as simple as that. Uh, I didn't know that you would... uh, reach out to me or you know respond back but um, I took the chance because uh, I was desperate enough to find out about this disease to take the chance to reach out yes you have to be your own advocate you have to you know do your you have to fight for yourself Um, you know you can't rely on anyone else but you to to get answers and and fight for your fight for yourself yes that is so true Well, um, remember, if any of you out there have any questions or comments, please email me at thesilentbattle2022 at gmail.com. Again, that's thesilentbattle2022 at gmail.com. And always, always, always remember, life is tough, but so are you. Jocelyn, again, I appreciate you so much. Everyone have a great rest of the day. Thank you.